Guys, can I can I list my major complaint about this episode? Yes. Absolutely. Why don't they just make the final lip sync All Star by Smash Mouth? Ooh. Especially for this one. Yeah. They said All Star like 15 times before getting that lip sync. And I was like, this lip sync should be All Star by Smash yeah. Mouth. And then it was just. I mean, I enjoy I enjoyed it being Sylvester, but I was like. Welcome to this toxic fandom. Yeah, I forgot I used to do this too. Okay, there someone is no daddy shark. Okay, as someone who has a lot of friends with young kids, one, if I want to ruin my friend's day, I just start humming that around their kid and it just the whole day is shot. The whole day. Two, it is weird how much merch there is of that. It's no, on it's, it's it was because it was like a big it was, it was Baby huge. Shark was the most listened to song on YouTube one year. Yeah. It's still one of the most viewed videos of all time. I was going to say, it might be the most viewed video of all time. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think it's still Gangnam Style. Anyway, welcome back to this Toxic Fandom. Say hi, Toxic fans. Hi! It's so nice to hear that in stereo again. I know. Oh, God. I, uh. Now that you Good have a voice again, introduce yourself, Toxic fans. Hey everyone, my name is Stephen Pope, I'm your podcast dad, your professional hobbit, and I'm finally out of quarantine, just in time to finish this season. Isn't that lovely, gals? Lovely gals! Um, I'm David Gorin, I'm very happy Pope is back, and your dad calls me the Barbie movie, because I'm very excited about the Barbie movie. Yeah, that's basically our entire personnel. That's, that's my entire, all, yeah. all three of us. All three of us right now. It's 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 the Barbie movie. I just... I don't know how to explain to people that I didn't see Oppenheimer after I tell them I saw the Barbie movie. Did you see it already? No, I haven't seen either yet, but oh. like, I'm not going to see Oppenheimer. It's three hours long. Um, I can't I, watch And I know how it ends. Hour. A bomb goes off. Spoiler alert! You know, I actually got yelled at for spoiling King Kong once. That's like spoiling Titanic. I once, I once like spoil. I once said to somebody that uh, I, I, I. What once, did you say to somebody? I'm trying to remember. Oh, I once said that Bruce Willis died at the end of the Sixth Sense in a room, and like three people got mad at me. Well, he didn't die at the end of the. Or he was he's, dead at the end of Sixth Sense. Yeah, he's always been dead. Spoiler alert! But he got, and they got it mad at me. Thirty years old. <laughs> oh, uh, spoilers for Oppenheimer and uh, the Sixth Sense and King Kong, I guess. Yeah. Well, actually, I didn't say what happened. The he monkey falls off the tower. The monkey falls off the tower. The monkey falls off the tower. King Kong. Hi ho, the Dario. The monkey falls off the tower. That's not even the right song. I don't know. I just made it up. I'm like, well, you didn't. It wasn't. It isn't an original piece. But I will. I didn't I, say it was an original composition. I just said that I made it up. This piece. This is monkey business. <laughs> um. Oh, I'm going home. But also, <laughs> why did I? Has anyone this? seen the Peter Jackson King Kong recently? And it's not your circus. Yes. 
Because, like, fuck you, David. <laughs> I I recently had a marijuana edible and watched the- I you going to say you had a Meryl Streep. <laughs> no, Meryl Streep was, too, uh, was called Too Ugly to Be in King Kong. <gasps> famously. That, famously. It's the wildest story. It, it, it's upsetting. Especially if you see young Meryl, because Meryl Streep was- Always gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Like, Meryl Streep uh, famously- had a face so perfect for camera that it didn't cast shadows on itself. Also, I've never felt gayer than right now. <laughs> well, can I just say one one thing that I just if it's going to be against Meryl Streep, you can't say it. It's not against Meryl Streep. Okay, it's good. Very, it's very pro Meryl Streep. Okay, we should be. Um, we're a pro Meryl Streep podcast. Yes. We are coming out with the controversial take that we, we are pro Meryl Streep. Very pro Meryl Streep. Um, I mean, it's not. It's one of those like weird things where it's like actually talking about Meryl Streep kind of like tugs at my heartstrings. Um, because my grandfather loved Meryl Streep and he was always like it's not that she's the most beautiful woman in the world it's just that she's striking and she's all woman yeah my dad was just like that is the best way to describe Meryl Streep that's a wonderful compliment too my my dad once yelled at my friend Anna in high school because she said she didn't like Meryl Streep and he was like have you seen Sophie's Choice have you seen Kramer versus Kramer have you seen Deer Hunter have you seen the show, Tamar? <laughs> I mean, that's usually Joe's line, but yeah. Actually, I think that was Alexis Michelle's line. I mean, have you seen the show, Tamar? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and I did. Of, I regret it. And I'm Joe. One of Stephen Pope's friends told us we need a snappy intro to tell you our whole deal, so let's try this one out. Charisma. Uniqueness. Nerve. Talent. We've raised the bar on grace and beauty so high that now there's only one place to go. Over the mother top. More booty. More sassy stars. More drama. And a finale that will be the most sickening ever. This toxic fandom is about to spin out of control on three, two, one. one. Jump. Uh... Actually, we're just going to recap the finale of All Stars 8 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, and we'll talk, well, we're going to ramble for like three hours, but we're going to trim it down to a cool hundred minutes, send it straight to your ear holes. It's going to be super fun. David, yes. quick Jeopardy question. What season was that from? Season two. No. No. Oh, shit. Yeah. Pope knows. Yeah. Pope knows because you literally then said what they do. Uh, it's from uh, season four. Oh. The, mo- the reason why they, when they say the most sickening you've ever seen, Wait. they show Willem vomiting. Yep. It oh, is- I've never seen season four. Really? Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Well, we did watch the first, I know we watched We watched the first episode and then you watched the rest of the season. No, I watched like a third of the fourth season, but I never finished it. Oh. Should we- Shows David season four for our next season. I don't know. I, do I don't want to watch Stone Under. I want to watch a good show. We Can don't I... know if it's going to be good or not. Maybe it's going to be the best season ever. To quote little Sally in You're in Town. Can we watch a happy musical next time? <sighs> Down Under is such a mess because. Because Rue doesn't. Rue and Michelle don't know what Australian comedy is. And they don't trust Reese enough to be their arbiter of taste. Also, uh. The show I would just trust Reese with a lot of things. Yeah, of course you would. He's ginger and a twink. You, uh, you want him? I don't like twinks. I just like gingers. That's fair. You want to? Uh, you want to arbit his taste? I do. I do. By the way, before we start, arbiter of taste. I hardly n- know bitter of taste. Um, before Boo. we start today, 
well, recording day, not when this comes out, but recording day, it's Joe's birthday. What? Me? It's their birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. I I actually want to call it my birthday. It's actually my birthday. Oh, fuck off. I have a gift for you. Oh, my God. Uh, We've talked about this This is an audio medium. It's an audio medium. David is handing Joe a box, and Joe is currently opening the box. What's in the box? What's in the furry pink box, Joe? Oh, my God. It's a hat. I have a hat that says executive producer Candy Muse and the Heidi (laughs) and Closet Quick Shot. Flashlight stars. Oh, I said wow. You were, you were not kidding. You were. It is double-sided. <laughs> so I want to be clear. Do you know what the two sides are? Can you guess what two sides they have? Uh, it's not the one you would think, which would be the soft and the supple. But there is... Um, <laughs> the gap of the gander. So there's... <laughs> there's the blessed orifice and the highly favored orifice. <laughs> And Better inside than highly flavored. is Heidi and closet texture. <laughs> you know, I I I don't. I'm gonna put this back in the box, <laughs> and um, I'll give you a review next week. No, I will not. Please don't. I will not. Please don't. That. We already <laughs> have the explicit tag. <laughs> We're we are already. Oh wait, I know what to do. I'm going to put this hat on my togepi that Pope gave me. Yes. Wait. Wait, is this the biggest the hat can be? How do I? Okay, there it is. Oh. Uh oh. No, it's okay. It's a, it's a, one of those That's things. That's how the hats work. Oh, okay, all right. That's how hats work. Pope, you love hats. How do you not know that? Oh. Have you worn a hat, Tama? <laughs> <laughs> they say as I wear a hat. Um, ha- That's not a hat. Does anyone still, still wear, wear a, hat? a hat? I'll drink to that. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Remember liking All Stars? Remember Jinx Monsoon? Oh, that's adorable. Wait, this is perfect. I thought I thought you needed. I saw that hat and I thought you needed it. I I actually been considering buying this hat for a minute. So thank you. It's a I wonderful. It. It's a very good gift. And actually, what I really love about it is you could wear that hat anywhere, and it will people will be like, "Oh, what's the deal? What's the, oh, who the fuck is Candy Muse? What did she produce? Oh wait, this season. Um, actually, kind of funny story. I went to go see. It's Here, kind of a funny story. I went to go see Here Lies Love. Um, and there was this tiny Filipino man with his family and he did not speak English. And I was wearing a t-shirt that said from director Greta Gerwig. And he was like, what's your shirt? And I was like, oh, um, it's a director. And he was like, oh, you're Greta Gerwig. It's so nice to meet you. And he just didn't have the heart to correct him. <laughs> I did. And his, his son thought it was the funniest thing he'd seen all day. I mean, that is Greta, we are so excited to see your movie. Absolutely. You're um, so welcome. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. Um, it's a movie. It's about feminism and about other things and Joe, Barbie. Is this a good impersonation? I have no idea. I've only seen Francis Hall once, and I didn't like it very much. That's because you're wrong. Anyway. Uh, I, I, it's because I don't like Mumblecore, and Francis Hall's like the she's like pulled out of Mumblecore, but like Francis Hall was very girls, very Mumblecore. Do you know it was amazing though that we saw together Mrs. America. Yeah, that, that was an okay movie. I remember you liking it. It was all right. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow. They're back in the workroom. Why? There's so many of them. Why are they back in the workroom? I was excited room? to see all of them back in the workroom. I was until I realized they were all going to be there the entire... It's one of those things where it's like... It's like having like a special... It's like having a three-way. Okay. 
and then the third person just sticking around for another three days. Like, no, you do your job, you let the couple cuddle, you get the fuck out of there. I'm pretty sure that's actually how Derek Barry ended up with their third. I think they just had a three-way and they wouldn't leave. Like, Nebraska just decided, I live here now. Like, why why go back to Nebraska when I can stay in Vegas? <laughs> Is that mean? Was that mean? No. No. All right. No, you didn't call her a pagan away like India Farah did. And that's why Derek don't like you. You didn't uh you didn't use a puppet to say that she sits on two dicks like Bob did. Oh no, that was uh, that was Naomi. That was Bob. No, no, no. Bob Bob did uh kimchi for the puppet challenge. Oh. Oh yeah, cuz she uh she filled her mouth with water and did uh and lisped. She lisped and she also filled up a water bottle to spray in her face. Yeah. Uh that's what it was. Also was my like, favorite line, they say the camera adds 10 pounds. I ate like four cameras. I ate like four cameras before getting it. <laughs> Which was, it's a great line. You know, season eight, that's a good season. I I miss feeling good. I miss Not joy. season eight of All Stars. No. Um, I don't know. I all in all enjoyed it. Um, that's because you like Jimbo. That's because you like Jimbo enough to get over how bad this season is. Which is an impressive amount. Like, there's a problem of, like, the my issue with this season is that now that it's all said and done, it's like, how little faith did they have in Jimbo to refuse to give Jimbo any level of notes or criticism for a whole season? Or challenge. Or challenge. Like, the fact that Jimbo got front-loaded with wins is something you do for, like, Sherry Pie when you want to push her to the end, but you don't think she's very good. Like, whenever someone gets two wins really early it tells me that the season is pushing them but like jimbo killed two other challenges yeah Yeah. and like rightfully won them so getting two early wins i was like did you guys just not think did you forget jimbo was talented i don't think it's that i think it's more of the fact that it's like if you i think they were trying to create a specific narrative that what narrative jimbo has no narrative the entire season i think they were trying to hurts they were trying to i think create a narrative what no, it really hurts that they didn't give Jimbo narrative because... Oh, that's not what I mean. No, what I, I know mean, that. But... What I mean is I think that they were trying to create a narrative of, like, this massive competition that was going to be Heidi versus, Heidi versus Jimbo versus Candy. And then Heidi was like, fuck this. And that kind of killed that narrative. And then I think that... Well, when they, Heidi left. I think I don't I disagree because they refused to give Heidi her flowers. They refused to give Candy flowers for they refused to give Heidi and Candy flowers for long enough that you were like, these queens don't even feel like they're there. So, no one feels like they're there except for Jimbo all season. Which is true. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to I feel like we have a lot to say about the season in yeah. general. I feel like maybe we should do a truncated summary of yeah. this episode because there's not a whole lot for us to say. Well, I, I have an idea. What's that? Stephen Pope, you are now entering the toxic fan space. I I was being quiet. Why am I in here? The toxic fan space is a place where you can say any grievance you want. We're going to extend everyone's toxic fan fan space to one minute. Everyone gets one. And Stephen Pope, your toxic fan space on this season starts in three. Wait, 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 wait. Am I doing the whole season or just this episode? Two, one, go. Oh, shit. Um, okay. So... Here's the problem with the season overall. The complete lack of anyone getting a narrative or a story really hurts it. Now, I will say, I did have some moments of pure joy in the season. I liked seeing Lala Ri actually come back and get to show what she can do outside of like, I wore a bag dress, ha ha ha. 
Jessica Wilde is always a pleasure, and I'm so glad that people are discovering her again. And I was happy to see Heidi back. But the problem was, they were so nervous about Jimbo being the first international contestant that they were like, okay, we're just going to pile as many wins on her as possible. Or something like that. And Jimbo is an amazing competitor. And Jimbo got some great moments where she got to be really human. And that was really got me to root for her. But they weren't around enough. It was just a lot of sitting around, waiting for things to happen. And inevitably, we got the finale we got, which was just kind of a bummer. How do you feel? I mean, okay, listen, listen. I'm I'm glad the fan space is still there. I'm I'm happy to see you both kept it clean. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you cleaned up after yourselves in there. Like uh it was dust free. I really appreciate that. But I will say And David's the one who David was collecting dust, so we had to pick it all up. Oh, how dare you? That's so mean, but funny. Um Yeah, no, I uh I feel fine. I'm I have a lot to say about this season, just not this episode. Yeah. And we're going to get into a little bit more, but I wanted to, like, get the bad vibes out. David Gorin! Oh, my lanta! You are now entering the toxic fan zone. Oh, my stars. You want to try that again? David Gorin! Oh, my lanta! <laughs> you are now entering the toxic fan space. The toxic fan space is... We get it! Three, two, one, go! Oh, my lord. Okay, so I didn't mind this season. I thought all the competitors were great. I just think that the bigger issue is the fact that they had an idea and Heidi kind of threw a wrench into it and then everyone just kind of got upset and was like, well, this isn't fun anymore. It just sort of felt like when you're doing something and it's all fun and games until someone gets stabbed in the eye and then you're like, oh, someone got stabbed in the eye. I guess we can all get stabbed in the eye. This isn't fun. And I think that just with the Jimbo situation, they were like, if we put Jimbo low at any point, Jimbo's gone because Jimbo is the one to beat. Jimbo walked in being the one to beat. And it's actually funny because at the end, of, um, at the beginning of the last episode, I was like, oh, I guess Candy's going to win this episode because of the way that they were portraying Jimbo, where I was like, oh, they're showing her wanting it too bad. So it's not going to go this way. Um, but I don't know. I don't think it was a bad finale per se. I don't think it was a bad season per se. I just think that it lacked certain things because clearly they were not giving what they needed to give. That's what I got to say. One. How do you feel? Truncated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Jolie. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> Don't you start. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, David's Lanta. I hate it here. <laughs> you are now entering the toxic fan space. What does it mean? You it get... means a lot of side effects. Yeah, there are some. But Most you... death. <laughs> Christ almighty. Do you ever think about dying? <laughs> get out of here. You get one uninterrupted minute where you can ramble about whatever you'd like. Beginning in three, two, one. Okay, so my biggest problem with this season is we all compl- we all called last season the Sasha Colby meet and greet. This was just a Jimbo meet and greet. The idea that there was any chance anyone else could win was depressing by the end because they were just not letting anyone else shine. They refused to give Jimbo any level of notes. They refused to question Jimbo's drag, even though he relied on a breastplate so heavily for most of this competition. There was so much, there are so many points where Jimbo has a great point of view and so many points when he doesn't. And it is nice to actually hear notes. Like when Candy repeated the same silhouette, she got talked to. When Jimbo kept doing the same silhouette, which is bodysuit with breastplate, nothing. 
The fact that Jimbo cannot win a lip sync is insane. And any single person who at any single point has said that Monet should have won uh, All-Star 7 because she won the final lip sync. 10 seconds. Candy won every single moment of this final episode, and they couldn't even give Five Jimbo seconds. the note that you weren't able to do the choreo, choreo which was obvious because there was no Time. point that showed the wide. So... You gotta I, tell me more than just the 10 seconds. I was <laughs> ramping up to something. That's fair. Now, okay. Uh, you okay in there? Um, it's dark and scary. Yeah. The, just like my axe. What, what did they I call the call sunken him. place in- you should. What did, what did they call the sunken place in uh, Good God Girl Get Out? Oh, God. The I between me down there place. Oh, the between me down there, yes. I kind of imagine that- you earn everything. You earn everything. You earn everything. Appalance, you- Earn everything. Fun fact, Kahana was in that scene. I always forget that. <laughs> you don't want to touch this skin. Touch all this skin. All I remember was uh, Vanji Mateo dressed up as my dad. I'm a cool dad. <laughs> it's so weird to hear someone call her Vanji Mateo. I, I know that's, that's like, not her I, name. I, I either think of it as Miss Vanji or Vanessa Vanji Mateo. Yeah. Um, Vanji Mateo. So I, I don't want to speak for all of us. And I don't want this to be our first 10 minute episode by any means. But uh, that should be sale. Uh, yes, agreed. But I feel like we should probably talk about the season more than this episode. Yeah, because but let's, I, let's, I, let's, I do want to talk about this episode. There's a few yeah. things I do want to touch on. One thing that I, I didn't take notes for nothing. <laughs> one thing Fair. that I thought was really, when they came back to the workroom, there's something so interesting to Nisha's opinion of drag. Yeah, because she she was like I she was like I love your drag Jimbo I live for your drag candy and then she and then she was like I don't love James's thing because I guess there's a place for comedy she it, doesn't she didn't love her performance during but the she literally was like challenge. there's a no place tea, no for shame. comedy um and I was like here's the thing I didn't love James's performance but it's not because I don't think funny drag is up. there's a weird level of like Nisha literally lost her season to one of the greatest comedy queens of all time yeah and she still can't understand that comedy and drag fit together well which is odd because she's very funny but like she also there's a level of like this happens a lot at Roscoe's where like she will talk is it Roscoe's or Roscoe's it's Roscoe's you got it right oh Roscoe's my god time. I got it right yeah um she does she talks about this at Roscoe's a lot where she'll like kind of undermine a queen for not doing a glamorous look and making it a funny look and it's like it just is i think there's something so interesting about that where like i just wish that nisha would understand this because it comes up a few times this episode where she just doesn't seem to understand that you're allowed to be like a funny drag queen i mean i think that there it's sort of one of those weird things where it's like i think for a lot of people what they first experience drag as is sort of what they want drag to be. So, like, you do have someone like RuPaul who says, oh, Jimbo is the kind of queens that I grew up with, which were funny, and they were saying something, and, you know, there was something there. And then there are, like, I have a friend who only believes that drag queens need to be beautiful and glamorous, and if they're not beautiful and glamorous, then that is not their type of drag. You know, when someone says asking for a friend and they mean themselves, that is the only type of drag queen that David accepts. And it's been really hard to edit around that this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so hard. Considering my favorite drag queens are Jimbo, Jinx, um, Bob, Sasha Velour. Yeah. All the most glamorous queens in the world. They put Val, they make Valentina look like a trash bag. 
I, I will say, I've been watching Drag Race Mexico. It's not great, but Valentina's so pretty. She's beautiful. She's perfect. She's gorgeous. She looks like a model. She looks like Linda Evangelista. She's she stoned those, those tights. <laughs> I love us. Um, <laughs> I do feel like it's important to remember, Nisha is a Miss Continental. Like, she is someone who has worked really hard on serving pageant drag and i don't like how Do you drag race about the fact that nisha and sasha colby won the same prize yeah no and that's why i have a lot of respect for nisha because i know how hard uh miss continental i is. mean i will say nisha was the only per- of the final runways nisha well this is getting very ahead of ourselves nisha's was my favorite by far oh, of yeah, the sure. runways of the final runways oh no mine was kahana i liked kahana a lot too but nisha just was so beautiful I'm, she was very pretty kahana just made me gag oh uh we had there were some very good looks on the runway this week, and then which there was, was nice. Real talk, who's worn James's look before? Because oh, someone has. Yeah, I recognize. I think I recognize someone it wore from that season exact, eleven. I already looked at the orange runway for season eleven. It's not there. Vanjie has a kind of similar look, but it's not there. You know who it could be? Who? Uh, it, it might not be the same look, but it could have been a charity case from UK three. No, you guys are wrong. It's Nasha's dress, just in orange. What? James's outfit was a uh, showgirl. It was, show, it was a showgirl. It was the same dress as Nasha's. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. But no, that's no. I've seen. I want to be clear. From I've, that episode, they were wearing the same dress. I want to be clear. I've seen that exact look and styling before in orange with the blonde hair. Like that was the thing. Is it was full deja vu for everything. But I also don't think. Um, let me pull up my Nisha picture because I disagree. Um, I don't think they're the same. Yeah, they're they're not the same. Yeah, they they both have the cutouts, but Nisha. But they're in style, the, they're the same place. They're 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 in the same idea, but like it's the same dress. It's just in orange again. Um, but someone has worn this exact dress in orange with a headpiece before. Yes, it that's looked, the thing that makes me like so weird and confused. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're getting way we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Ahead. Um, anyways, no one has to open a box in the workroom. No one has to clean up any lipstick. They do eventually open a box, but that's so that, that's, uh, that's again, so that of Kasha Davis can choose not to give Darian Lake money. I mean, really what I want to have is a moment, is talk about the moment where Jimbo and James have a titty fight and then Nasha and Kahana have an ass things. fight. Yep. Yeah. Titty war, all, booty war. I have it was great. All, of, I loved all it. of that happened. Good. We move. We can, move on. we can move on. I care so little about the bits in the workroom. Because it was an episode of Oops All Bits. It was definitely. Oops, uh, it's all bits yeah. again. And then we get um, we get an interview with Jimbo and. Oh, uh, the, I, I the, always. Are we talking about the Tic Tac lunches? Yeah, let's talk yeah. Tic Tac lunches. I want to talk about that a lot. Yeah, let's talk about the Tic Tac lunches. Um, where Jimbo did not take a Tic Tac and no. gold plate it. Okay. Um, Joe just double checked. It was I'm, not I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to I'm just going to keep looking, but I'll occasionally time in. Okay. So, uh, first of all, thank you for bringing that up, David. Why didn't she take a fucking Tic Tac? I don't that know. drove me nuts. Yeah. Now, how stale do you Jimbo think Jimbo doesn't eat. No, that's fair. They, I mean, they, they, they photosensitize, as this stated. They came My from the primordial My favorite ooze. fact is that the, photo, the Tic Tacs that Alaska took eventually dissolved. <laughs> I love that. Wait, how? They just, I don't know. They I don't ceased know. to exist? They literally, like, they, they were just, because they've been, like, it's been the same prop since like season two. It's been like several two. years. So eventually they just dissolved. 
wow it's it's weird it's been like a decade since she got her first tic tacs and they just ceased to exist I also if like i like accidentally the- ate them and she's like i guess they deserve no 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 she was like they were in like a little thing on my on my shelf and they just eventually like ceased to be i mean it is sugar yeah um so the Jimbo interview, this is kind of what I wanted more of this season. I hate when we get a Queen's entire narrative in the final episode. I do too. It's and like it's... when we learned that Fifi O'Hara had a rough relationship with her dad, but only at the end. Yeah, it yeah. was, it's, generally you, they used to do it for their villains. They used to do it for the villain, like Roxy, I mean, they couldn't really edit around Roxy's moment of, I was left, no one cared. But with like- Wait, Joe, what was, what was Roxy? Oh, uh, Roxy Andrews is a queen from season five. Um, she makes it to the top three. That's she not wins. what David's wanting. Oh, she won the first challenge. And um, she's famous for bringing Tamar Braxton kind of into the light. And she's like, where are my people at? Where are my people at? Joe is killing David right now. This is delightful. Um, oh, she was also on All Stars 2. Is that what you wanted? Um, she wins the first challenge and then she's in no the date. No, Joe, David wants you to make fun of this horrible, horrible thing that happened to a person. I don't, want it, I don't want them to make fun of it. I just know that they love saying it. I wanted them to have a moment where they could live their joy. But clearly, they don't want to live their joy. This that is, is their problem, moment. not Take mine. I, this is, Joe is correct. This is something they used to do for the villain of the season at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally give them a narrative. They finally give them a narrative because they humanize, you, them. They humanize them. Exactly. It's why... Like Diab- if Roxy, Betty. if Roxy hadn't had that moment, she would have yelled, "We were left in uh in her text." I hate you so fucking much right now. <laughs> I hate you both so fucking much. Right- oh God, fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, no more bits, please. I had enough of them in the workroom this episode. <laughs> I just wanted to say. <laughs> He wanted to I'm going to punch you! <laughs> I don't care if it's your birthday! It's his birthday! We're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Thank you. Oh my uh, god. Ow, ow. I'm too old to do that. My back. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. How's your pussy and your crack? Oh, it's destroyed. Everything is broken now. Okay. And your pussy? Destroyed. <laughs> like, we are... Oh, Lord. Sorry about that, everyone. I got a little angry. It's okay. Um, yeah, the, you know, it's... You, you won't like Pope when they get angry. Or hungry. Or hangry. Fair. Anyway. Or, or in this case, toxic fangry. Ooh, that was a good one. Thank you. So Jimbo, the whole reason I like Jimbo is Jimbo is a flavor of drag queen where they're not a human. Jimbo delivers that flavor of like, I'm a weirdo. I'm a freak. I, you could put Jimbo on Dragula and I'd argue they'd be well received. I was going to say Jimbo is a queen who could do Dragula. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's one of those things where I'd be very curious to see Jimbo on Dragula because I think that it would be... I think that Jimbo got the thing that I actually don't like about Jimbo on Drag Race. I think he gets bogged down by the idea of a Rue girl too much. Agreed, and it causes yeah. him to do a lot less interesting stuff. Um, or in the case, the case of this season, just kind of do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> it, we'll get to that. But Jimbo, in order for me to actually root for Jimbo, 
especially this being the third time I've seen Jimbo, because first time I saw Jimbo on Canada, it was, oh, they're doing weird, wacky, bizarre stuff. That immediately gets mm-hmm. me to vote for root for them. Um, all Stars. Oh, I remember her. I love her. not All Stars, but versus the world. Versus the world. Yeah, I remember her. I love her. So I'm rooting for her. This was the third time, so I was like, I needed to see something different, and yeah. not a breastplate. What I needed to see was Jimbo the person. I needed to know that there is a human being underneath the character. And the rare moments we got to see that during the season, I loved. Like, yeah. I've been very vocal about, like, when Jimbo was telling Kahana, I find the joy in it. That's where I find the comedy. I wanted. I thought a German accent sounded really funny today. Yeah. Like, that is great and that's like a really good comedy note that like everyone could take take with them it's Mm -hmm. like find your bliss and i I mean i also could be wrong but i do think that like one thing that could sort of kill the that could sort of kill the not vibe but like want to share yourself is the idea that like because i remember in canada she had her moments of anger or vulnerability. Oh yeah, she was a she was a cow a couple times. Exactly. And I think that people were like very turned, turned off, off by that. And so it's one of those things where I think that people sometimes forget the difference between vulnerability and just like having an angry moment or having like a shitty moment. Yeah. And you know, she was for all intents and purposes being kind of a toddler. Uh, on we're talking about on Canada where she got yes where yes, she like that was where she where she talked about uh, Rita Baga's wig in the toilet exactly it was ugly it was an ugly moment but like you know we've all been there God knows but the, I mean literally there you had a little blood right there just like right I know here. I yeah, know sorry I know that. it's sorry okay it's okay I like blood Ew. um he's not like other girls he drinks blood <laughs> gorgeous gorgeous girls drink blood <laughs> well now you know why I studied vampires in college. Your program was so weird. I know. Yeah, but the weirdest thing about that is the vampires thing isn't fake. It's, uh, it's 1,000% true. I studied vampires in college. They did. He did. He really did. Yeah. Um, but no, you're oh, absolutely right. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. <laughs> I know. I know. David, David uses you, any. Like, David and I both are kind of any all. Yeah. I mean, I call you girl all the time. I know. I, I don't know. I just like, I, not that this is something that we need to get into on this podcast, but I just genuinely, I have decided to like. Gender somewhat ceases to exist for me. Work. Um, Muscle tough. It just just does. It's one of those things where I've gotten to a point where I'm like, if I want to wear something that is a fairly feminine item of clothing, I don't care. I love it. I'm going to wear it and I'm going to enjoy it. And if you hate me for it, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. I love that. I love that for you. And I love you. Thank you. Um, Again, sorry for uh, sorry. Sorry for the baseball bats. It's okay. It's okay. At least you used a Harley Quinn one with me. Yeah. Um, but Jimbo having a moment of talking about, I come from addicts. Yeah. That means a lot to me. Yeah. And it's really hard for me to have this heartfelt moment because your cat has decided to invade Joe's personal space. Okay. I, I'm just trying to make sure the cat's not like attacking the mic. I mean, it's also just funny because I feel like the cat is like, I don't need you to look for this outfit anymore. You're you're good. Just, just enjoy the I've ride. I've definitely seen that exact out. Like I've seen the orange with the blonde, with the headpiece in like with the fur. It's one of those things where it's very close with to the Vanjie fur. War. I mean, Vanjie wore basically the exact look, but slutty. Uh, in the orange runway on her season. Um, yeah. I just 
Anyway, uh, the thing I would say about Jimbo is that while we finally got vulnerability, I feel like I still... I feel like I still don't understand Jimbo's point of view. No. I still don't know why Jimbo's entire aesthetic revolves around having huge tits. Sometimes. And And sometimes it's very far away from that. But, like, so much of Jimbo's aesthetic... It, it has to do with his mom. It doesn't, because you, you mentioned... Like, no, no, it, no it, I, I, I need to re-listen to the interview, because um, I, I know that I've meant... I know what you're going to say, I've mentioned it. I need to re-listen to the interview, but um, he was on Jinx Monsoon's podcast, like, I think, well... Fetishes.net? Yes. No. Um, Hi, Jinx! And he talked a lot about his aesthetic and his drag, and basically was saying that, like, because... It, it has to do with, like, his... It had to do with his mom. I think his mom had breast cancer. But, like, his aesthetic is, from from what he has said, is his mother. And, like, what the fabulosity of his mother. And he, like, literally ran away and joined the circus. And... Well, I what I would say is that, that I want to hear that on the show. Like, there's a level yes. of just, like... Yeah. There's... I, I've watched three seasons with Jimbo... And, like, there's there's just a level of, occasionally, it does come across as misogynistic, how there are times when the only joke in an outfit, and it is, the fact that almost every time there's a brush plate, it is designed to be a joke, and the fact that there are times when the only bit of an outfit is that big boobs are funny, is just, like, one of those things where I'm, like, I'm bored. I'm tired of and this. And I don't think any of us think why it's still Jimbo happening. is misogynistic. No, not at all. But I, but I just think that it gets old. Like, this... This episode, we had another moment where it was, like, where, like, Jimbo had big boobs, and that is, and everyone laughs, and I'm like, why? I mean, I think it's more of the idea that it's, it's, I don't know, it's hard for me because a part of me says, like, if, and granted, if a woman does this, it is her choice, but if a woman were, like, I like big breasts, and I want to have big breasts, and... I think my breasts are funny and I think that it's fun to show, you know, not show them, but like have the girls out. Would that be playing to a male gaze or is that a woman taking her power? So here's the thing. Jimbo is not, uh, is not a woman. Jimbo's not only not a woman is to our knowledge, like a cis man. And so any conversation you would have about a woman taking her power back has nothing to do do with Jimbo. Kylie's decision to spend a lot of time focusing on her body and wearing skimpy outfits is about taking power That's back. That's actually a really good but point. Like, uh, and le- but like Jimbo, Jimbo's idea, like, I, and I just need context. I need an idea of this. And the fact that the show just kind of undeniably leans into Jimbo thinks Jimbo's aesthetic involves big, big boob funny. And we're we're not going to question that at all. Is a mistake on the show. It was, and it's a, it's a mistake on their part. But it also, a lot. It's, there are several of Jimbo's runways that blend together for me because there was like yeah. a stretch where Jimbo's entire thing was a joke breastplate, and like, frankly, the fact that Jimbo never got a note on it is insane. I guess the way that I kind of look at it is just that, like, and I mean maybe this is, like, I am someone who lives in characters to an extent. Um, I, part of me is kind of like, if that is the character and that is the persona, that is the character and that is the persona and that is the character's choice. Granted, 
we also live in a reality. Yeah. But I'm like, just saying, like, I, 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 I guess that's my weird rationale is that Jimbo is someone who clearly commits not 100%, 150%. And so it's almost like that character does exist in real life. Like Jimbo. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm in your way, Joe. Um, sorry. Sorry. Oz is literally, was literally climbing on me. Um, It's just, I guess it's one of those things where it's almost like, like there is Cassandra Peterson, but there's also Elvira. Right. There's, I don't remember what his real name is, but there's also Pee Wee Herman. And I kind of feel like there is whatever Jimbo's real name is. And then there's Jimbo. I think Jimbo's real name is Jimbo. I think Jimbo's I think, real I think name is Jim. I think it's James White. Uh, no, Jimbo's real name is unpronounceable by humans. Uh, um, it, it, it is just, have you ever heard, oh, have you ever stared into the void and just heard Aldrich screaming? That's, that's They're the, calling Jimbo home. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought it was like Dadaist beat poetry. Oh, it could be that too. Yeah. But it's, I think it's just more of the idea that there are some people where it's like, like, I don't know. I feel like Katya is similar in that if Katya didn't do Drag Race, like, Katya the character and then Brian the human would be, like, two entities. Does sure, that make sense? But I, yeah. but I also think that I understand. Katya has, to some degree, I think, explained the Russian a little bit. Yes. There's, there, I, I can feel, and she doesn't, while she, when she's on Drag Race, she doesn't feel like she's leaning on it like we you Fair. you've mentioned like what well, would you change Trixie's makeup I'm like well no because Trixie does a different version of Trixie every time she's on the stage Fair. and there are points when it just feels like Jimbo doesn't know what to do so she leans on a breastplate and again the problem is is that the show is so afraid of giving Jimbo a note partially I think and I'm gonna say this I think the reason the show is afraid of giving Jimbo a note is because they know that Jimbo will melt down and they didn't want to deal with that in this season like, frankly, Jimbo is really bad at taking notes, and so in order to make sure that Jimbo had a winning narrative, they could not give Jimbo a note all season or put them in the bottom. Now, I, I would like to say something real quick, because I feel like the failures of this season are on production, editing, and I don't want to put Jimbo... Now, Jimbo has shown a couple times now... They don't take failure well, and they don't take criticism well, at least on reality TV. In real life, I'm sure they've done it. They are artists. I mean, but I think there's also a weird level of, like, when you're—I think Yudi has a similar thing, where, like, when you're, like, a very experienced artist and Mm -hmm. art is what you do, getting a note on art that is a subjective taste note is shitty. And so I get it. But I think that there was a level of, like, they were so afraid—I think because Jimbo has been volatile in the past, they were so afraid of— accidentally unleashing that version of Jimbo, which is, I think, the reason Jimbo got sent home in UK versus the world is partially due to the fact that she was genuinely so unlikable when she received a note that Pangina was like, I don't want to continue dealing with this. That's, that and, might be true. And I think, and I, I, I do think that is a, a, reason, a, a reasonable assumption as to why Pangina sent Jimbo home and, like, a would be a reasonable assumption why anyone would send Jimbo home and thus... They could not put Jimbo in the bottom for fear of him being panginaed. It does. Yeah. The only time Jimbo was in the bottom this season was a makeover challenge where they gave the world softest notes. They gave very soft notes. And they also put a lot of onus on the woman that Jimbo was working with, which has come out to say, like, that's yeah, not the, entirely the, true. Yeah, the edit was very anti that woman, um, even though Jimbo was like, I made these choices. 
And then we then we did a bunch of bits because we were funny. Yeah. Like yes. the fair, I love the fact that she's like that people were like, wow, she really wasn't feeling that outfit. And she's like, have y'all have y'all never seen a reality show before? I wanted to give face. Yep. This was fun. Me and Jimbo are friends now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel I feel some type of way about that. I love Amanda. But I was trying to to go way back, way back. I think this was before uh, we had a knockdown brawl in the recording studio. Um, Jimbo talking about them, their parents being alcoholics. And the reason Jimbo got into being a character was to kind of disassociate from this. As someone who has addicts in their family, this was a moment of being like, oh, okay, now I understand Jimbo a bit more. Now I actually kind of want to root for you now. And like I said earlier, these moments of Jimbo being human were lovely. Yeah. We just weren't given them. And it could have been because production was scared that if they put Jimbo in a bad spot, Jimbo would lash out. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately it comes down to they were so scared of that they didn't give us a narrative or a reason to root for Jimbo if you weren't already a fan. Fair. And, it, and even like so like I know I've been very harsh on Jimbo all you season. Really have. But like I'm not a way harsh tie. But like I'm not like someone who hates Jimbo inherently. I just love candy so much. No, I just don't like it when the show is refusing to acknowledge something. I hate when you can see something clearly and the show is re- pretending we can't. Yeah, and it's, it's what, it, it made the entire show a lot weaker and it was all around the idea that they were so obsessed with protecting Jimbo that they weren't willing to do anything else. And especially in a season like this where like Jimbo has such sycophantic stands that truly if you're on the internet at all, you have to deal... I, I Like I've been dealing with people who... I deal with people all the time who love Jimbo so much that they, like, can't understand anything. But literally, people have been sending, like, candy death threats all season for daring to compete with Jimbo. Candy like, didn't do anything this yeah. season. Like, she wasn't even mean. Candy was quite, like, delightful to watch this season and, like, received such a truly no favoritism yeah. to any degree Whereas Jimbo did receive favoritism, and it's so annoying to to watch Jimbo receive favoritism, and then to hear a bunch of people. And I I really don't mean you when I say this, David, because we've had a lot of conversations yeah. where you've copped to it. To see a lot of people who truly are so single minded about this, about liking someone, that they are not willing to in any way acknowledge that like something shitty has happened. Whereas like. Gottmik, for example, literally gets shit all the... Like, people still will randomly bring up that, like, Gottmik was saved in the disco episode, even though we have no proof that Gottmik did badly. We just didn't see a lot of her. Yeah. And there are so many times when that happens, and it's just, like, disappointing and boring, and I'm not into it. I mean, I will say that, like, and it's funny because I definitely feel like in my notes for this episode, I am actually quite harsh on Jimbo. Oh, Jimbo, again, Jimbo did not like, do well this episode. I don't think that she, no, I don't think that she didn't do well this episode. I think she did well if she didn't just do a bunch of stuff that I've already seen before and already seen in this season. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, but also like, like, and I mean, and again, it's one of those things where it was all great. 
And if it were all happening for the very first time, I would have been like, yes, all the flowers. But because it's something where I'm like, well, you did that already. And I've seen that look before. And I've seen that look before on this season. And I've seen what you're doing. And Jessica did it better. Yeah. Joe allegedly found James's look before. So I'm. 100% 100% convinced I've seen that look before. Because was wearing the same dress. Not I, in no, this episode, no, it, no, I think that someone wore it as a promo look, but I don't know what season. It could be. Um, I'm going to find this dress. Like, I know, I, I've, I've looked I at the dress. God, they have similar cutouts. We're not talking about it anymore. I'm not YouTube hunting it. I'm just seeing if it's on either of their Instagrams right I now. I said YouTube. I literally showed a picture oh, of Nation's dress. I said YouTube. <laughs> I literally showed a picture of Nation's yes, dress. it was like from the television. It was. They look similar enough. It is not what I was thinking. Okay. I want to be really clear. It is not about the, uh, it is not about Nisha's dress. When I'm saying I've seen the dress before, it has nothing to do with Nisha. Yeah. Um, okay. But no, um, but let's get into Candy's talk. Candy's interview was interesting. Something. It was interesting because it felt like they didn't want to give Candy an interview. No. It, it's the exact. Candy did so much talking. It is the exact opposite of candy's interview from her season it was like where they really wanted to connect with candy and were like talking to her they didn't talk to candy about any of her vulnerabilities no they did not let her really open up and so candy had to like open herself up she had to executive producer candy muse this to give herself and i feel like candy was very aware that she needed to excel at every point in this episode to have a chance yeah and she does excel in every point of this episode i mean so I enjoy Candy. I really do. I do think she's wonderful television. And honestly, I have really grown to love her like makeup skills and artistry. And she really has changed from where, you know, she was on season 13. I see a lot of growth. Guys, remember. What? She deal with Elliot with three Ks on season 13. Oh. All of the problems that Candy has in season 13 <laughs> are when Elliot's Garbage. still in the competition. Terrible. Like, genuinely. Hilarious. And we have all kind of agreed that Candy was probably right in a lot of those disagreements. We know Candy was right. Candy is Candy came with receipts. Okay, Candy came with receipts, yeah. and also Gottmik was like, someone was transphobic to me. And then uh, Candy was like, Yeah, I know who. We're like, I love you, Candy. Candy, yeah. it's just Candy. I still say Candy has shown a lot of growth, and I don't yes. mean as a person. I just mean aesthetically. Oh, her aesthetic is is on fire. Yeah, that's what I meant. I didn't like, mean like Candy has she's grown so much as a person. Candy didn't need to. Candy ha, Candy knows who they are. I love Candy's fire. And they are you know, I I I think it was Jiggly Caliente who described herself as a Brooklyn Barbie doll once upon a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candy is the Brooklyn Barbie doll. Yeah. No, she's the Bronx Barbie doll. Bronx is Okay, Bronx I never, and Brooklyn are very different. Are they? Yes. I've never been. I, I've only been to New York like twice, so I apologize. One of them is north, and one of them is south. Okay, I apologize, everyone. And one of them is like still in transition, and the other one is like where, like the hipsters can't even live there anymore because it's so priced out. I, Ew, gentrification. Bronx, Bronx is kind of ungentrifiable just because yeah. it's so big. Mm. Um, it's impressive how ungentrified the Bronx is still. But no, um. But yeah, uh, it was very interesting. And then we go into like uh, the, and then we go into the obligatory, uh, we have a sponsor from a hotel chain no one's heard of. Yeah. So is this just like the new Alan Chuck dot travel? I guess. I Googled it. They have like six hotels. 
Oh, so it's not really a all over the world. It's more of a all over one of six places. Yeah. Are and they're nice? all like cool places. Oh, they're cool. Like, oh, nice. like it's like, it's like, uh, there were like a bunch of like places that gays like to travel to. Oh, like Mykonos? Probably. I don't Beirut. remember. But like, uh, like they were, they were a lot of like, Beirut? they were a lot of like <laughs> islandy destinations. There, it, It's definitely like, these would probably be very good hotels to go to. And winning a, a free stay is like actually great. Yeah. Um, again, I was mostly just mad that Kasha won that thousand dollars and didn't give it to Darian Lee. Why do you think Darian's been uh, campaigning so hard against her? Yeah, <laughs> she has a she has great credit, a house with like seven cars, a beautiful family, and she doesn't give her a thousand dollars. I'd be mad too. <laughs> yeah, Darian got I no like money very... from that other than the five hundred dollars everyone got. I feel very sweet. I think it was very sweet that she gave it to um, Monica. Monica, because like. Monica was there for 0.5 seconds. Monica, oh my god, I completely forgot. Monica finally got a talking head this episode. Yeah. Wasn't that lovely? Why? Why why are they here? Hey. I would be so bored. I'd be Maybe. so annoyed. Yeah. She's 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 there to soak her clocks. <laughs> Not a soaking clock. Not a soaking clock. I I My brain is going to horrible places. Moving on. Oh, anyhow. I love realizing that it was not a Soul King clock, which absolutely... I, I saw someone be like, the interesting thing about Monica's talent show is it shows what somebody can do and what somebody's... When they are in no way influenced by Drag Race. Yeah. Like, it's... She's very in her own lane and making her own taste. I Like I said... I believe I said this. I was delirious and on so many medications when we were talking. Um, by the way, I did clean out underneath the Jeopardy stuff, just letting you guys know oh, that. Thank you. Um... That's so sweet. You're the so sweet. The first episode, the first episode for a normal season, I still, I will argue, should be a design challenge. For an all stars, I, I think it should be challenge. a, I think it should be a talent. It should always be the talent show, mm-hmm. because, okay, you're back. Show us you. Show can, us you. I mean, can I say why I think that they didn't do that? I think it's really obvious. Uh, because Jimbo would have just been safe, or be- because. If they did the song, which they have to do at least at some point in the season, when it was like a top six, Jimbo would have had to be in the bottom. You can push Jimbo to safe with 12 girls in a song, but like Jimbo cannot dance and Jimbo writes the exact same flow every time he writes a verse there, um, and isn't like a great singer or rapstress or even really lyricist. Um, they're just not Jimbo's wheelhouse. And a yeah. lot of these girls were very good at that. So... If you're going to put the song later, it will push Jimbo to the bottom. Fair. And it felt like they were kind of just aware of that. I mean... Um, especially when you look at this episode where they didn't do a verse. True. They didn't do songs yeah. for the first time ever. Yeah, they had. They were pre... So they, they pre-wrote two songs. They wrote one for Jimbo, especially. And then they wrote a random generic one that they were just going to give to whoever was against Jimbo. Yeah, that... So before we jump all the way down there, yeah. uh, is there anything that happened before then we feel like is worth talking? I got about? Se- I felt I re- I felt really seen by Jimbo's dancing. That's not a compliment. It's just true. Um, Candy jokes that um, Jimbo and Candy had like a secret vote, and Jimbo voted for Lala, and Candy voted for James. That was funny. I that like it when funny. Candy lies. Um. Nation, we said that. Um, that's the wrong. So no, hold on, hold on. I have like three pages of notes. Let's see how. I I'm very. I take very good notes. Um, Tic Tac stuff. Been there, done that. Talked about it. 
everyone starts winning shit. We kind of talked about that. Oh, yeah. For some reason, between the interviews, we cut to the... Uh, contestants winning stuff and yeah they cut to the girls who my favorite was the two truths and a lie where kahana just talked about her plastic surgery and i was like it's all lies um candy at one point um fakes tears which i thought was very funny oh she grabbed the uh like contact solution splashed oh yeah yeah and was like was like she was like she's like i'm gonna have a moment and then started and then was like pretending and everyone started again hilarious um and then jimbo actually had an emotional moment in their confessional um ross and then if we're taking it to the runway runway um ross didn't get the memo that everyone needed to be sparkly guys i'm just gonna say one thing i think that it was really unfair to give jimbo the upper hand of having rupaul perform right before him so that his dancing would look better okay okay i I wrote rupaul does a number to kill time so, okay, I need to talk about this, all yes. right? If I was going to go to the toxic fan space, it would have been now, but we already went there and I'm not I going mean, back. I you could go back and it would I'm, just be 30 seconds. I, no, I don't feel like I need... Okay. I don't need 30 seconds. Hey, Pope? Yes? I just need you to whisper this because we are putting this in the ASMR portion. There is no way in God's green earth that RuPaul knows what ASMR is. Michelle does, though. I'm sure Michelle Because knows. Michelle knows everything her kids know. Yes, because Michelle's most, a cool mom. She, she, Michelle's the best she's mom cool ever. cool mom. Exactly. She's not like other moms. No. She drinks blood in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how do you think she stays so young? I was about to say. Ah! Bam. <gasps> Botox. Uh, that too. Anyway, yeah. we get into the numbers. Oh, come on. Michelle Visage, it's Brotox. Do you he him Michelle? I think they- I think Am I the only person who's not allowed to he him Michelle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah david david gets the like real moment on the podcast about how they are just embracing all gender and everything but you still don't get to do it um it's still it still just feels hateful when you do it yeah so i will say i will say real quick i i've never related to michelle visage more in my life than when rue asked her what was your favorite part of the season and michelle just went um Seeing everyone's growth, it just gave the most canned answer she I could, and then said, go, "The man in little tights." I wanted yeah. her to go when you were in the bottom too, <laughs> and that's why I didn't want to ask her. <laughs> that was all I wanted was for uh, Rue to ask Michelle, "What was your favorite part of the season when you were in the bottom too?" <laughs> so okay, now we go to the numbers. Now Jimbo is given a song by someone by I- Leland. By Leland. Leland. Okay. Leland wrote both songs. Okay, so Leland wrote a song for Jimbo called I Remember Being Born. It's very weird. It's very campy. It reminded me of something from Rocky uh, Horror. I was actually going to say Shock Treatment. Which is the sequel to Rocky Horror. Yeah. She's not like other girls. She knows what shock treatment is. Is is it that deep? Really? Because most people only know Rocky Horror from seeing it live so a lot of people don't really know the lore of rocky horror or that there is a sequel yeah i would say that the only person other than like this group who would know about shock treatment is kayla like i know about it i've never even seen it um, i own it it's free on youtube it. yeah let's watch it sometime or watch on youtube uh there's available on youtube there's literally no way to watch it in a in quality though because even the bl- dvd and i think the blu-ray they re- finally released they're the same rip and they look awful um so it's a very good number. Like Jimbo, I'm gonna say this: Jimbo's literally never in a wide the entire show. No, because frame. Jimbo because is Jimbo's not mis- doing the choreo. Yeah, well, the, like there are literally there is literally a point where they have to cut away from Jimbo, and the only shot they have is a close up of a dancer's crotch. Now I will say because they're about to do the banana nu- the corn number, but they do not have it yet, so it's just <laughs> a very close, tight shot 
of a dancer's crotch because they don't have anything to cut away from and Jimbo's clearly fucking up choreo. And we all remember it very clearly. Thank you. Um, But I was going to say Jimbo is wearing the uh, negative version of her iconic. Jimbo's wearing what she was going to put Amanda LaFay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amanda LaFay. But I I like how it went where she's wearing the photo negative version of her Mickey Mouse look, which... I still consider her most iconic look. I can yeah. when I think Jimbo, that's Jimbo's aesthetic, and that is what I imagine Jimbo as, which I really like. Because then we go to the other song that they were going to throw at whoever got this number. Literally, oh, I did like the cape. The cape is cute. I liked the cape. Yeah, I li- but like literally, Candy's number does not make sense for Candy. No, like there's so much about Candy, and you can make a very weird Broadway song. But like you, you or you could make. Or you could make, like, a, a, a rappier song. Or you yeah. could make a song that's, like, more hip-hop. Like, yeah, but it's Leland. You could just make a better song. <laughs> like, you could like, make a song that references her in any way. Or at the very least feels like something that she would talk about. Fair. I just kind of, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's, like, Leland is, you know, gay Fred from Scooby-Doo. And, uh... Then hire a better writer. You know, um... <laughs> And like we can't, with, there's a strike. Yeah, and like works with Troy Savon and Kim Petras. So like you got to think that that's their wheelhouse. Sure, but I don't disagree with you. But it's just I'm one just of those things where it's, it's like they wrote a weird, quirky number for Jimbo, and then a second number that anyone was going to have to perform. Yeah. Um. However, I want to uh, point this out. I think Candy was wearing an upgraded version of her lucky look. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, Candy looked Candy. Had so much star quality in this number. Oh, she, she really was, did. She was she was hitting all the beats. She, yeah, like can't all of Candy is in the wide because you can because she's as good as the dancers, and you're not looking at the dancers. Yeah, no. unlike Michelle, unlike when Rue was doing his number, and you were like, oh my god, there was that one dancer, kind of like the hairy one, and mm. my eyes could not. Pope likes hairy men. Chad, I'm ah. in the Bears. Yeah, groundbreaking. <laughs> I know, shocking. Um, so I, I really liked how Candy looked and I thought Candy did a good part, but I think we all agree. Like this song had nothing to do with Candy. No. Nothing to do with her, but like, honestly. And it was kind of like, and the choreo was extremely reminiscent of her talent show number. It kind of was. I see it. Like the I lift. Mean, I, th- yeah. I think there's just a level of like, I think that they were phoning it into Candy. Like it truly feels like they were like, Jimbo, we want to do something that works for you. Candy, we're just going to like kind of do whatever. Yeah. Um, but again, Candy was just so magnetic and good and such a good performer that at the end of it, I was like, cool, so Candy's won this. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the runway. Uh, actually, no, because it's Let's not over yet, stuff. because we have a random fucking uh, You're a Winner Baby gospel number. I'm sorry. I oh, my God. I forgot about that. And I even have that in my notes. Why I, did that happen? I don't know. I think it was to bring everyone in. Just where it's like, well, we have these girls here, so I guess... Bring them all in. Okay. I, if I was one of those girls, I would have been so annoyed and so tired because I was like, I'm, I can't win this. I'd like to go home. I'd like my cell phone back. They're like, my phone back. They're like, I, they're like, I'm trying to win the fame game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I saw the world's funniest tweet, which uh, was somebody saying, it's really suspicious that they had a clip of Lala Ree winning the fame game, oh my God. even though the voting just happened this week. And I'm like, do you? Do you not understand? They literally I don't think filmed know how every works. single person yeah. winning the fame game. That's why it was so short and they didn't let Lala Ree give a speech. No. Yeah. They were like, Lala, we we gotta have you do one walk, 
we're gonna and then we're gonna get you in an interview can, can i just can you imagine how much your feet would hurt oh, and how guess, tired you'd be like sorry uh, also lala rewins the fame game because sorry. she has uh times three votes we'll talk about that in a minute yeah uh <laughs> but yes runways as we've been trying to get to for a minute and i apologize for keeping us away from it and our first runway was monica, monica beverly, beverly hills. hills now roger o'hara still owns purple but this, she let her borrow it yeah yes. this was really nice it was Beautiful. really pretty she didn't uh she didn't put all her hair in, into the wig, though, and it was p- poking out the back, and I didn't like it. I did notice that, too. I also um, noticed the wig line was a little... It was one of those things where it's, like, it's beautiful. There are details that are off. But she looks so pretty. Yeah. I can't really complain about it, too yeah. much. She's stunning. If anyone wants to look at it, I got it right. It was beautiful. Like, yeah. her face is incredible. Monica is... I, I, I don't feel like this is a controversial statement. Monica's beautiful. I love the she way is. that she. I love the way that she cut the bottom of the dress so that yeah. there's a lot of leg, but still gave it yeah. a train. Yeah, it yeah. was great. Uh, and next was Nasha, and for Nasha, I just wrote extravagant. Perfect. It's, I said I love the brocade coat. Yeah. Didn't love the dress. I thought the dress looked good. Um, yeah. No, I, I. I I'm with Joe. I liked the dress. I think the dress looked good. I feel like without the brocade coat, though, this would be kind of a meh. I, yeah, it's like if you instead did this dress, but in a different color with, like, a headpiece and some fur, the dress would be a lot more meh. But because it had the beautiful <laughs> brocade coat, it was stunning. All I'm going to say is that both dresses looked like they were bought at the mall. The thing I, I would say about Nisha you know is I think stores that, that have, like, the sparkly dresses in the window? Yes. That's where it was bought. Oh, Okay. Perfect mall, good to know. That's where yep. David bought his prom dress. That uh, is where I bought my prom dress. No, um, the thing I'd say is that I just think that the way that Nisha walks and styles, like you can tell how Nisha won Miss Continental when she's oh, on the runway because she just feels expensive in this dress in a way that like other people wouldn't. No. And like that brocade coat is beautiful. It is the moment and it's like and this that was, hair is great on her. Yeah, this was my favorite of the runways. Then we have Mrs. Kasha Davis now, reminding us that black doesn't look good on television. So here's the thing. It's a, it's a simple black gown. I My biggest problem with it, I don't like the clashing patterns. I don't like the stripes and the, uh, God, what do you call those swirly things? Polka dots? <laughs> were they no, polka dots? They, they I could... were not. This. Oh. Um, I mean, that looks like, I mean, can I see that? Yeah. I was gonna say it looks like brocade, but it's not brocade. Well, no, brocade's a. If it's not, if it ain't brocade, no, brocade. don't fix it. I mean, it is a brocade. It's brocade, but no, there's a pattern. There's a name for that pattern. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I hated the neckline. Um, the neckline's weird. I don't. I, I understand. It was a boot for me. I understand. Mrs. Kasha Davis is like doing this reference to her vaudeville grandma. Yeah. I just don't like the clashing patterns and I don't think it's a very great finale look. It should have been, it should have been a color. It should have been better patterns. It should have been better. But speaking of things that should have been better, Darian Lake comes out in the ugliest thing of the night. It's three weird looks in one. And that hair, why would you wear this hair? Genuine question. I don't know. Which of, which of Darian's looks of the season do we think was actually her finale dress and she already wore it because that's the net only gala because ex- i was gonna say this looked like net gala for me oh it is netting yeah, yeah this could be the net gala it's one of those things where i was like i i truly i looked at this and was just like this is clearly like a run this looks like a lip sync outfit it's so bad it does like did yeah. she just not think she was making it to the end so she didn't bother making a finale coat like what is happening she even she talks about a different dress than the one they show yeah i don't know what went yeah. down 
I was like, I was like, I guess it's cool, but it's also not the prompt. Yeah. So next up was James. And uh, my notes say James beat up Kahana behind the soundstage and stole a look from her. This definitely looks like a Kahana look. Yeah. Um, I love it. All I said about it was goodbye, Dolly. Um, (laughs) I wrote, I love the headpiece, but it's the same dress as Nisha. (laughs) It is also a slightly different dress. No, no, no. I I actually, it's funny because I I did double check. You are correct. It is a slightly different dress. They are different dresses. They are different. They're, they're sisters, not twins. They're sisters. They could be from the same designer. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like it's like what people say about eyebrows. They're sisters, not twins. But like, but the biggest thing I'd say is I just have seen this look before. Agreed. The fact of the matter is, is that I found like four different queens who did really similar looks that yeah. are showgirl looks in orange with a blonde wig and a, a, a and a foxtail. Also, and, and this is my biggest problem with it. This doesn't seem like James. I associate James with pink and like, uh, you know, mod and you know. A very specific time. I kind of want her. God, David, you might know this. Mm-hmm. There's a very famous dress where she comes out, and it is just uh, like picturesque housewife. And the biggest thing, it was almost like a tutu. How wide it was. Uh oh, got a circle skirt. Yes. Yeah. Kinda. Um, there was a designer who did it, and Violet. Dior. Ch- yes, Dior. Because Violet Chachki wore a version of it for the bearded runway on season seven. Mm-hmm. That is a look I would see on James. Yeah. Wait, are you aware? Uh, Violet's uh, Violet got like red for filth for that look, and they didn't really show it. But really, she's talked about. I think Mel B was the judge, and she like decim- That was the only look that she like got aggressively noted for, and they just didn't show it because like it wasn't accurate. But she like went in on her, and she's talked about it. I always thought that was a beautiful look. It is. I think it's, it is a good look. But that's the aesthetic I associate with James, not the Vegas showgirl. So, you know how we talk about how Trixie's always doing Trixie on Drag Race, but she does a different era of Trixie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish that this was an era of James rather than a uh, an idea, a different drag queen. It, again, looks like a Kahana look. Yeah, it looks like it was borrowed. And things that, uh, speaking of things Kahana wore. Oh my god, my favorite look of the night. This was my favorite look of the god, night, too. It I was so just sparkly. like, I literally saw it and I was like, give this bitch money give her an award give her something the flowers are great the oh, bones are favorite great look of the, the night coat is beautiful. And, and it told a story and that thing like, had to weigh a hundred pounds oh it's one of those things where it's like i will say not a single person managed to gag me truly on this runway this one this one came really close nisha just made me gasp because like she is so beautiful this one is stunning. this one made me gag like and, and after that was Lala. Now, Lala is... We don't see Lala in a lot of gowns. No. And Lala Ray just wanted to trigger Shea Coulette. Huh. I hated the bottom of this dress. It was a little bulky. Hey, you know, I think this dress would have looked a lot better if it was tulle at the bottom. Oh, fuck off. Oh, Next is uh, like Alexis, Alexis Michelle, who is wearing a very similar dress, but with... It. I'm... Alexis walked out in this, and I had one thought. If Alexis Michelle had competed in All Stars 4 instead of Trinity the Tuck, Alexis Michelle would have won jointly with Monet Exchange. Hmm. It was a moment where I looked at it and I went, oh. Because, like, Alexis has done a very good season. She has. And if she competed in a season like that, she probably, if she, like, if she competed in a season where she was the funniest, one of the funnier girls there, mm-hmm. who could really excel in a lot of challenges mm-hmm. and had such, had, like, this eye. 
she probably could have won. I think if it had Alexis looked like this all season as well. Yeah. Which well, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that, like, if this Alexis Michelle right. competed in that season, mm-hmm. Alexis Michelle would be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. This looks like a Trinity gown. It's beautiful. But I like it more than I like most things Trinity wears. Yeah. I famously am wrong, but I don't like a lot of Trinity clothes. No, that's fair. Uh, it reminded me of, God, Lady Bird Johnson, of all people. because, <laughs> And I mean that as a compliment, because I just thought it was stunning. Uh, do you know who who directed the movie Lady Bird? Um, you. Yes, me, Greta Gerwig. Ryan yeah. Johnson. <laughs> so after Alexis was Jessica, and I like it, but it's kind of simple, isn't it? Jessica, I needed she blush. She looks like Superstar Barbie. She needed blush. Her face she did look really, like Superstar Barbie. But yeah, her face blush. Really, her, her face is really dour compared to the gown. She needed yeah. a little pink. She needed candy. She needed a little to pink in the sink. I, I do love that Jessica's decided glitter lips, those belong to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love the and glitter. And she, she looks stunning. The hair is beautiful. Did you know that she glitters both of her lips? That sounds painful. You mean all four of her lips? All four of her lips, yeah. And uh, then was Jimbo, and I love this look. I love this look from the knees up. I love this look, Um, but I just hated that how much it reminded me of Tutti Frutti. It looked too much like Tutti Frutti. The entire bottom of the gown is a different length. It looks weird. I truly was staring at it. And when it moves, it looks worse. Oh, I didn't mind that. I hated the bottom of this gown. I don't know what it... It just was so... Like, watching it move, I was like, I love this dress from the knees up. I love everything about it. I love the wig. I love the wig. I love the makeup. Mm-hmm. I love... I like. I really liked the way that the, the boobs proportionized her shoulders in this mm-hmm. look. Yeah. Um. And then we got to the bottom... We got to literally, like, the cup part, and it literally looks like... It looks like the gown wasn't long enough, and she had to make something quickly to add to it. I don't know what it is. It's the it, it's all a different length. It's very weird. Um, it's the exact wrong length in the front where you can see her shoe, which again, it's always weird that like some queens get red for that and some queens don't. Yeah, it depends on the season. Um, um I will say, I, I'm you both brought up the tutti frutti look, and it did not occur to me how similar this look was to that look mm-hmm. until right now. Yeah. But I think I just like this color on her so much better. I'm well, like, yeah, the tutti, I think it I looks better than the tutti frutti look. Yeah, but it does. It is reminiscent. The, again, the biggest thing I'd say is I just don't like the bottom. I don't know what it is. It just every it bothers you. you. It, yeah, I I dislike it. Yeah. And finally, um, Candy Moose. Candy Moose thought taught she putty tat. I hate this look. I oh, like wow. it from the neck up. I think her face is gorgeous. I love the hair. I love the sh- the the feather in the hair. But otherwise, I fucking so, hated this. I look. will say this: I oh. like. I disagree with you. I like it from the waist up. <laughs> so I, we, I, it's I, the I, slit, right? I, it's not the slit. It's, it's the every, it's the material. It's the material. It looks like she's wearing a carpet. It, it looks it, like she killed Big Bird, Bird. and skinned him alive. Like that's it, what I wrote. It, it, it's reminiscent of. Uh, Asia's ugly look that I hate, where she had the gloves. Yeah, but also like I just didn't like. The, I like the way the corset. I didn't like any. I don't know. Here's why what I'm I said gonna say like about that. the corset. Um, <laughs> the corset. I don't love the corset when she's walking in it. I really like the corset in her notes shot. I went, Fair. oh, this is really nice. Again, I think the corset is just offset by how weird the bottom of the dress is. I just it I, photographs oh, well though. I hated this dress. It photographs like a dream. It looks beautiful in still. It does not look good moving. No. And she, it's so bulky on her. It. Is. And Candy has such a beautiful body. I thought you were going to like this look because you like Candy in a flouncy gown. I like her. In, no, I like her in a dress like... Um, you like, like the lemonade her, dress. What? You like the lemonade dress. The lemonade dress. Oh, she looks so I good. I also loved the... Um, the um, 
cazzo di Buddha. Um, the um, the, ca- the bodysuit. No, the makeover dress. Oh, oh yeah, oh, I loved the mod, the mod vinyl. Candy's yeah, had so many good looks, and this isn't a bad look. It's just like. <laughs> Not good. No, it's I kind of my a bad look. Listen to this podcast. I, what? I just swear it in Italian. I know. Uh, that's why I, I was like, I was like, when you were like body, when you were like bodysuit, I was like, no, that's Steven. definitely not what he said. <laughs> um, uh, I, I will say we completely skipped over the fact that they've been teaching Lala Re dirty Spanish behind the scenes. <laughs> that's very charming, and we had more moments like that. I might have enjoyed the season. Yeah. I've I've worked on. in a restaurant. Half my life is learning dirty Spanish. Speaking of working in a restaurant, during Untucked, we found out that Alexis wants to cook for Lalari. I complete. I oh god, I just skipped Untucked this week. I couldn't do it. It's not good. You didn't miss anything. I mean, just to quickly, just to quickly go through it because we're kind of at that point, anyways. Um, they just cry a lot. They cried a lot. a lot. They cheers to Heidi. Oh um, Jessica inspired Kahana to do drag, which I thought was cool. Why wasn't that brought up sooner? I don't know. Um. And then I said something about I could see the candy pie. You have got to fix your handwriting, my friend. Apparently. Um, <laughs> so I will say when I was supposed to be watching it, I wrote in my notes, <clears throat> it's at this point I wish I was high on marijuana edibles because I'm bored. Please stop talking about the same three things. And then we're going to get into the note session where they refuse to give Jimbo a note. And they refuse to stop talking about the and same three things. And they also refuse to give Candy a note. I know. Like Candy I... should have gotten a runway note. And Jimbo should have gotten a performance note. Yeah, I wrote this. I wrote. I'm not even kidding that I wrote this finale is not in Jimbo's favor. <laughs> oh no! I mean, it's not in Jimbo's favor, but I also knew Jimbo was going to win. I mean, also, I knew Jimbo was going to win the second we saw the confessional, where Jimbo goes, "RuPaul is Jake Candy's biggest fan, but she has never said she's my biggest fan. So can I do it?" And I went, "Oh, okay." Jimbo almost winning. threw the my second, remote and my TV. The Why? second they said it, I knew that was happening. I was like. Excuse the me, entire Jimbo. season has been Excuse an me. exercise in RuPaul being Jimbo's biggest fan. Jimbo, you have four fucking wins. Fair. Jimbo, you yeah, live, but also you Jim, blink like, and RuPaul can- flat out said, "I am the biggest Candy Muse fan." Yeah, I know. And she didn't give her four fucking wins. Now, did she? No, she did not. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Also, that I don't, I don't agree with that. I think I've usurped the title of biggest candy oh, muse fan. You absolutely I would have. agree with I that. Love candy, she's so funny. Um, I don't want to buy that doll though because I find all of these weird dolls creepy. Oh, did they make a? They uh, made a candy one. They uh, made a uh, candy make- makeshift. Yeah, makeshift oh, or, or makeshift. Ooh, what does it look like? Uh, it's her entrance look for uh, season one. <gasps> so it's the denim. It's the denim look with the boombox. Oh, I love that. <gasps> I might have to buy that. That's very cute. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I no, no, no. Like, we're bored. I'm we don't so want to talk like, about this episode. I'm we want to so, talk about makeshift. Uh, I'm so like weird about the makeshift dolls because like I'm I'm not gonna agree with disagree with you. They're kind of creepy. They're kind of like weird and plushy. But I I do love it when they do an outfit that I really David. like. David, they are plushies. They are plushies. <laughs> What I said they're weird and plushy. Yes. Because they're, they're plushies. Weird. You said they're weird and plushy. I know, they're weird and plushy. Yes. That's what they are. Because they're plushies. Yeah, but they're weird and plushy. I I I feel like I'm losing my mind. Uh, okay. This is like that time that uh, I asked that question I was and you guys say, were like, this is insane. And I'm like, it makes sense in my okay, head. So it's two uh, it's two hosts who also compete, eliminating two queens. Oh boy. So okay, alright. We get if it to the, wasn't I your birthday, to, I would murder you. I listened to that episode again and truly was like, I feel insane. I listened to that episode again and I was like, I am making so much sense. Why are you not getting it? I don't know. Maybe it's because I was when really I understood, When I got the answer, the I, when the answers are right, I was like, okay, 
the asking of the question still makes no sense to me. I I think I don't know. Can I can I can I simplify it for you? Sure. What two queens have a limit have only eliminated uh two queens and which two queens have eliminated the same two queens? Because Rita and Pangina have only eliminated two girls each and both of them are limited uh Jimbo. Oh, I guess I didn't just think like I didn't think about that, so that's why I said it, like, the way that I said it. Because, like, it's one of those things where it's, I understand knowing what the answers were, what the question was. I still don't understand your wording. I think probably the way that I should have said it, um, because what happens is I, like— Because you also talked about them as hosts, so I I was like, oh, they eliminated them on their season. What I should have said was what queens uh, eliminated the—what two queens eliminated the same two queens and went on to become hosts is probably what I should have said. Well, Uh, well, I mean, one of them was already a host. Well— Anyway, Rita, Rita Baga famously never travels when she goes when she does grinder hookups. <laughs> Good for her. Nor does she bottom. Good for her. So we get bottom, to the fa- I hardly know him. <laughs> ah! We get to the fame games. Yes. Now should we even talk about it or Um we don't we don't have Lala wins. That's oh, it. Um, Lala won. Good for her. Let's Mama. Okay. Wait, before we get into there. I think my friend Kat is very happy about this. Yeah, I mean it's obvious that Lala or James were the only two people who were really eligible once they got uh, things. But can yeah. we all now agree? James was not given an unfair advantage in the fame game. They just kind of like tit jokes. Yep. Jimbo just won an entire season based on RuPaul liking uh, boob jokes. Yep. Yep. Like, oh, uh, spoilers. Jimbo wins the season. Uh, <laughs> in case you haven't been able to tell from this wonderful atmosphere. But no. Uh, <laughs> you know. I'm having a fun time. I'm, I'm having more fun than I thought I'd have talking about this episode. Same. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about the James conspiracy. Uh, that's what I was getting that's, into. That's what we're getting into. That's I what was we're doing. Literally getting we are, into. We're that literally doing that right now. It. David, put the phone away. I. It's, I You're not even myself. listening to me, and it's my birthday. It's your birthday. I'm begging you to please stop. Anyway, so I don't think James was ever being given an unfair advantage, and you know why I think that. Because if James was being given an unfair advantage, she would have gone on a challenge win. Boom. She wouldn't have yeah. gone. She, they wouldn't, they would have put Jimbo in the bottom for the Rusical, where, where it, she should have placed because James did so undeniably well in that challenge. Hateful runway. Hateful runway. Hateful yeah. runway. Hateful runway. But undeniably well in the challenge. Yeah. And yeah. Jimbo did fine in the challenge and had a less hateful runway, but still not like Jimbo's best runway. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Um, so, just for your edification, listener, there was a strange conspiracy on TikTok that James was being set up to win the Fame Games because RuPaul really liked James from their time together on the Bitchy Soul Christmas, the, you know, uh, uh, Z-Quilt. It's, the it's sleep a aid. Sleep aid. The sleep, sleep aid. Yeah. Um, there has been, yeah, I guess, James just, and, and I don't know why tiktok was like oh this is conspiracy this is the thing because when the entire season feels rigged you just look for rigging everywhere i think yeah um it's one of those things where it's just like guys rupaul thinks boob jokes are funny yeah yeah it's not that complicated show your if you ever have a question of if something is rigged or not if rupaul actually finds something funny just show it to like your middle-aged dad and see if he like chuckles and that's how you'll know. Because, like, most people's dads would probably laugh at the James Boob thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So like I, that's it, how you know. It also hey, became a meme on TikTok. Up as a girl, and he's got the big knackers. It's hysterical. I forgot your, I forgot your dad impersonation always turns him into like a New Jersey mafioso. I was gonna say, why is your, why is your dad the guy from Spider Man who goes, "You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us." That is, I mean, that's that not my dad, dad, but um, I'm sure it is. Uh, <laughs> You've met my dad. Have you met my dad? I don't think you have met my dad. That is lovely. So, La La Rie won. And James is, you know, becoming a TikTok meme because there's a lot of it's, gays I, with big pecs I, and no personality. Are you sure? I've only seen one person do that. I think my I, I think my FIP FYP is showing me something. I think it's say, I think it's saying something. About I, me. I, I've only seen literally one guy do it. Um, but what okay. is the TikTok? Oh, meme? you just show off your tits. You go. I have these, and then you open your shirt and you show your, you know. Your man boobs. Your your pecs. Your pecs. Okay. Yeah. David's like, I maybe have to download TikTok now. <laughs> I don't have to go on TikTok to see pecs. We live in Los Angeles. I I I, I saw them I, I saw them driving the here. Yeah. I have been inundated listen, I I live in the valley. I'm inundated with dicks all the time. I don't need to look for anything. What? I live in the valley and I don't see that many dicks. I'm not saying the they're dicks I want to see. Where are you seeing the dicks? I, I Where saw, are the dicks? I saw a man Winnie the Poohing it on, <laughs> on Nor- in North Hollywood last week. So. Um, one of my just this has to do with drag. One of my favorite things of all time is Trixie Mattel saying like I was going for a run the other day and this guy flashed me and in my twenties I would have been like that's disgusting and in my thirties I'm like still got it. <laughs> for some reason you mentioned Trixie Mattel and I thought it was going to be uh, that clip that they cut from uh, where they were like uh, where Violet. Uh, Violet's like, show us your dick to Trixie, um, in the uh in season seven. That's appropriate. Uh, oh, I thought it was gonna be when Trixie did. She, she's like, she's like, it's not ready yet. It's kind of, it's kind of back there. She's like, let me like get, let me like prepare it first. And Violet yells, show us your dick. <laughs> so Lala Ree won the Fame Games, as we said. Yeah. I'm honestly, you know, I will say, if anyone won the season, it was Lala. Yeah, right. Lollary and Jessica Wilde, I think, are the winners of this season. Yeah, Agreed. yeah. Um, um, and then we get to the lip sync, where I have to say they both looked fabulous. Like, I actually liked Candy's mute, Candy, Candy Candy's muse, Candy's so outfit, fucking so much. Good. She really did. She yeah. walked out in that coat, and I was like, "Is there anything hidden under that coat, or is it just an outfit? It's just an outfit, which I love. Yeah, I, I like a reveal. I loved the hair. I love the hair. I love the way the makeup. That she, oh my god, I love beautiful. the way that she used her eyes in the lip sync. Yeah. I'm gonna say this. I think that Candy was even funnier in the lip sync than Jimbo. She was. Like, Jimbo had props. Jimbo yeah. was doing prop comedy. I have a question. Um, so you might have an answer. Jimbo says multiple times in Untucked that he's doing something he's never done before in the lip sync. What, what do we think it? that was? I don't know. Was it I having was, the was it microphone having a, explode? Because, like, that, we've seen that on Drag Race. It wasn't, it wasn't Britta pulling out an, a firecracker. No. Which was, like, a very cool stunt. Yeah. Or, like, Aquaria pulling out a firecracker. It was just like a pop gun. Like, was it just because he was doing poppers on stage? I don't know. Um, I, I think it might have been the the funk on the ass. No, that's boring. Like, I don't, nothing, know. I don't know. There was, that was truly, the same, but we saw on the booty runway. So, but like, there was truly. Yeah. It was no, it wasn't. Was it? No. Okay. It's more of the caster, but it's more of the the come ghost. But yeah can we can we can we edit the part where i called it casper i just want i don't want to justify david fuck you <laughs> i'm leaving this in now a b c d e fuck you okay so i will say and david i i think 
I, I think I balance this out because I do like Jimbo. I like Jimbo. But I, I just love hate Jimbo's fans. And, but I I love Jimbo and I love Candy. Jimbo did not do good in this lip sync. No, Jimbo I don't did, think Jimbo, Jimbo did never a, does good in a lip sync. Jimbo did a What's Jimbo new? performance. She and then, went from left side to the right side to the left side. Candy also did so good in this lip sync. Candy yeah. gives a fucking performance. And like, like Candy, the way that she, the, the, her, the waiting for the coat, the way she built. One thing I love about Candy is she looks at every lip sync song as a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And she can truly start in one place and end in another one mm-hmm. and never blows her wad too early. Yeah. And it's so impressive to watch. And I was, and then she, when she slid down on her knees. That was fun. Like, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it's like, I was watching it and I was like, just please crown them both. You're never not going to crown Jimbo. But Candy fucking earned this. Yeah. And she did so fucking good this episode. And she's had a good season. And just like, Give her her flowers. And instead, we don't even get a Candy talking head talking about losing. No. I the mean, only thing we get is Candy doing my favorite thing, which is um, when they have to go into the, the workroom at the end of the season and pack. And they have to pack both happy and sad because they don't know who won. So Candy has to be like, you know, I learned a lot. When then there's also a version of her being like, ah! Yeah. I, I mean, here's my thought. Um, and actually, this is in a. St- I mean, it's already been out there, so I'm not spilling any tea. Um, it's standard in the Drag Race contract that essentially, like, they own you and they can ask you to come back at any time. And I feel like they could probably get a third something out of Candy. And I feel like with Jimbo, Jimbo would be like, "I'm sick of losing. I'm never coming what back." What Candy should avoid that, and Candy should do the only piece of. There's only been one good drag race uh, related piece of media this year. I want Candy on the next seasons of Dungeons and Drag Queens. Yes! I would love to see Candy play Dungeons and Dragons. Okay? I, I'd pay good money for that. I would, Fair enough. Candy, Candy playing Dungeons and Drag Queens would be perfect. I want her and Heidi on. I want her to play a warlock. Oh, she absolutely would. And, oh, and, is Aja the patron? Love it. <laughs> I would say uh, the pa- the patron's just a producer. <laughs> it, it's very uh, never after where she becomes her own patron by the end. That's delightful. Okay. Um, I don't know what any of this means. I'm going to make you play. One of nod. these days, one of these days, I'm going to make you play a game and you will enjoy it. I promise. Okay. Can I come? Um, absolutely. Of course you're invited. I, I need to play D&D again. So oh. Jimbo is crowned our winner of All mm. Stars 8. Not surprising anyone. And it's our, you know, first international All Star winner, Mazel Tov. Uh, Canada and America did a switcheroonie. Sure. Uh, rice roni <laughs> the san francisco treat uh honey honey mahogany oh yeah. also by the way please let us note that she said this in the last season of all stars and she said it in this season of all stars um we are taking in consideration this entire season and the lip sync did it, they ADR it this time? I they did not attention. ADR it this yeah. time. They actually had RuPaul just say the whole fucking thing. They were prepared. They knew that Jimbo wasn't going to yeah. win that lip sync, oh, and yeah. they were prepared. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I hate to say this, but like, I really feel like the way that this should have been produced is if we're going back in time, you give Candy a third win. Yeah. yeah. You, you give you give Candy a third win. Jimbo loses the Casper lip sync and then wins this lip sync. That would have made sense. And so 
we already did our toxic fan space and everything, and I don't want to hold this up too much longer. Mm-hmm. But I will say there were minor things they could have done throughout the season to have possibly salvaged it. And one of them is absolutely making it a closer race, making it so Candy has three wins, Jimbo has four. Okay, no, I, can, you just I can go either way. take away Jimbo's second win. You're oh, confident enough yeah. that Jimbo can win the 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 Jimbo can win snatch game and it will be his second win and you give Candy the win for the commercial challenge if you're not going to give it to Heidi yeah yeah um Candy did equally well that week and had a cooler runway just yeah. give it to Candy and then she has three wins yeah so I would and then I- give Heidi the uh, design challenge win and she doesn't leave yeah that would have been lovely um. There's been a, this was a rough season and, you know, and such easy ways to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Just hire us to produce your show. I'm kidding. Wow. Don't do that. You guys don't pay people very well. They said it, not me. Very funny. Um, I have a friend who used to work for WoW. They don't pay people very well. We all have a friend who used to work for WoW. I have a friend who currently works for WoW. They don't pay people very well. Yeah. So. I would actually like to do something different this week, if that's cool with you two. Instead of Jeopardy, I would like to talk about, because the season sucked. Like, it had some moments. Maybe the real, maybe the real season was the I found along the way. three questions. We are doing fucking Jeopardy. I don't care. Instead of Jeopardy, I just want to talk about, like, some, I guess highlights isn't the right word. I want to talk about this season in regards to things we actually enjoyed. And for me, you know, seeing Lala, seeing Jessica, even having Heidi back, even though it was short and bittersweet, seeing Kahana actually succeed. Those were all lovely to me. But the most important thing for me, at least, was David, we've been talking about doing this podcast for fucking ever. We even attempted, this is true. We even attempted it once or twice and it never really got off the ground. This is true. And Joe, becoming your friend through this has been really fucking nice like that's the highlight of the season for me this podcast and youtube oh yeah maybe 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 the real winner of all stars eight is the friends we made along the way i am going not david it's just me and pope we were both (laughs) friends with david before this so the real winners are it's a double win but it's me and pope sorry david this is not your time it's fine i'm I'm i was gonna say i feel like i'm the miss congeniality (laughs) you are absolutely no you're the jujube twyla 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 Twyla. could you disguise yourself as a person who actually thinks before they speak (laughs) (laughs) um so why am i the courtney act because they were like let's do a double win not you courtney i mean that did just happen. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah. That's all, like, instead of the, instead of Jeopardy, but apparently we're doing Jeopardy. I'm fine with that. I just wanted to if take a moment. If I look up the questions. <laughs> I just wanted to take a moment, like, what's a moment that Matt was, like, positive for you this season? Like, what made you feel, what was, was there a moment that made you feel good? Was there something you got out of this? I mean, for me, it's a new friendship and a podcast with my, you know, Best friend. So, like. I got to eat Hot Pot that one time. That was nice. <laughs> I got to try. I got to eat Hot Pot for the first time with you. That was lovely. Um, 
I mean, I, I'm happy that this podcast happened. I'm happy that we were very consistent with it. We never skipped a week, even though there were times that we probably could. Pope was dying um, at least yeah, three no, times. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, I definitely, there was a week we definitely should have. David I almost died. Been bleeding on this couch the whole time. <laughs> I know, I know. It's really, it's 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 a problem. You I'll would get think that it's water. Pope's right hook, but it's his left hook. I know. Oh yeah, no. Um, I Self-ha. mean, I'm scrappy. I, I, I feel like it's so crass to say this, but like. I was happy to see Jimbo win. That's fair. Because I genuinely, like, Jimbo is a queen that I saw in Canada. And, you know, it's it's funny because I don't remember who, I don't remember who said it. I think it was either Shay or Heidi who said this. But, like, I remember that when I met, I think I even said this on the podcast, when I met Jimbo at Christmas Queens, I was just like, I'm just so excited you're here because you're a queen I never thought I would meet. And then one of the queens said, he's not allowed in Canada. <laughs> um and it's true it's because i feel like with a lot of these international queens even if they are fan favorites or they somehow surpass like just being in the like just being in their country like am i ever gonna see blue hydrangea in the states if she's not doing some kind of a tour probably not if you ever see taste in person it's actually really just dis- it's really disappointing because you'll realize you'll never look as good as taste in any gender i never will. i know it's true I, I, truly I, seeing taste at dragcon i was like natalie aplia cam please come to, please come to los angeles i thought i saw um not crystal from us crystal from uk at um crystal will see you now yes crystal will see you now at um i thought i saw her at Mel's drive-in on Sunset, and I literally was like stalking her Instagram to be like, "Is this her?" <laughs> um, I don't think it was though. Did they have chest hair? Yes. Then it was her. I know the only person no, to she ever was, have I, chest hair is Crystal. No, because I looked, and she was Am in I the Crystal? UK. <laughs> um, she was in the UK. She had a show that week. All right. Um, but like, it's just one of those things where you know, it it's it's nice because it now means that this is someone who probably will continue to do more shows in Canada, but like there is a demand for her to come to the U S the, world, the and, world tour continues. Exactly. And so I think that that's something that I like because I do think that she was robbed in Canada one. I do think that she like was robbed in UK versus the world. It's because you don't understand the power of Priyanka. <laughs> what's her name? Who? Huh? And that last girl, what's her name? Thank you. Lemon. Uh, Slim shady. Anyways. Um, I, and I do, and the truth is I do love, like, I, I've come around to Priyanka. Um, I truly have. But it's one of those things where I remember that when Jimbo was sent home, I was like, fuck that. Like, there is no one else like this queen on any drag race. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I was happy to see this queen get her flowers. It was a, I do agree that, like, by the end of it, I was like, I really do wish this was a double crowning. Because, like, okay. you know, like... Because Candy does drag crack. race well. I also just want Candy to be on all winners. That'd be lovely. Candy on all winners would be great. Um, yeah. And you know, there is something about like a queen you really like or really resonate with winning. There's just something nice <laughs> I about mean, that. I remember when Sasha Valor won. Like, were I was cloud late. nine. I was, cl- I was screaming because I remember being like, oh my God, I'm so excited. She's in the finale. She's my favorite. She's my favorite. She's my favorite. And then everyone being like, she's not going to win. Like, she has no wins under her. That under was me. I was, was that dummy. I was um, that dumbass. She has no wins under her belt. It's Shea Coulee's to win. She I had two wins, but they were both I scared. still don't understand people saying she doesn't have wins. She had two wins. She yeah. had, why did, I, well, she's the first winner to ever not win. What are you talking about? She, she had two wins. That's so weird. 
She had two wins, and I feel like I could argue that she was robbed in a few other challenges. Well, yeah. Absolutely. She was robbed in two challenges. Yes. Because they gave... Because at the end of the season, you start giving wins to your winners. So Shay and Trinity were ranked... Got the makeover and the ball. We'll get into that another time. Yeah. We'll talk about this sometime. But yeah. Possibly sometime soon. Maybe. I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of it. (laughs) So, yeah. I, I just wanted to take a moment to be like, I love you both. Love you too. I love doing this podcast with you two. Same. I do hope we can find a better editor than me because I am, one, not that good, and two, I get frustrated. And three, sickening. And four, sick last week. I was so sick. Oh, my God. I'm amazed. I I literally woke up Wednesday and checked to make sure I didn't dream that I uploaded the episode. <laughs> no one asked me what my favorite part of the season was. What was your favorite yes, part Yes, we did. Season? We were oh. talking about that. You oh, said, when you oh, were in, when you were friends. In bo- when you were in the bottom two. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the See- Jeopardy. Hello, and welcome back to Jeopardy. The finale. I, the finale. Season Until finale. next week. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're going to keep doing this? Maybe. Uh, we'll oh see. Oh, God. <laughs> um, it's actually funny because I'm Alana Trebek, and um, one of our fans suggested that I give an obscene amount of legendary legend stars for this finale. <laughs> um, but I... I'm sorry, I don't want to do that. So <laughs> I actually think it's really unfair when a queen just gets a bunch of random things at the end so that it can seem like they have a chance at winning. Exactly. Oh. What a concept. Totally. <laughs> Anyways, um, we are going wow. to um, move into this wow. game because we have things to do after this because it's someone's... I won't say it. Thank you. Um, and I have to change. Um, hey, I, you're great. Never change. <laughs> I, I just like I like having outfits. Okay. Anyways. So our first question is on, on All Stars. Okay. Yep. I was just making sure yeah, that because yeah. uh, Pope was like behind back. And I was like, no, you got to just make sure. No, no. You have to have one hand behind the back and one hand out. Right? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Okay. Um, on All Stars, the loser of a lip sync for your life, or no, for a, yeah, li- uh, the loser of the lip sync. Wait, is it a lip sync for your life? What it's are they legacy called? on an All Stars. Oh, legacy. <laughs> All right. I was like, I was like, what Hold is on. this? Let Tatiana Vialissa. <laughs> All right, starting over. Um, okay. On la la la. On All Stars, uh, the loser of the lip sync for your legacy lost but still had to eliminate a queen this has happened twice who is the loser and who is the queen that was eliminated um trinity k and jan and candy moose and jessica wild correct damn thank you next question do, 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 do. 
Okay. So. Also, arguably, um, Jimbo had a similar thing because he lost that lip sync to Silky. Womp. <laughs> David, please. Sorry. <laughs> had to. Um, okay. As we know, Priyanka did the jump. What's your name? Priyanka <laughs> did the jump and jump and lip sync. However, there was supposed to be another queen who was going to do that lip sync, but couldn't because of an injury. Would you like me to give you a multiple choice or would you like to guess? I'll guess. Okay. So whoever uh, rings in. Clarification. Different song or different performer? Different performer. Uh, The different performer was supposed to be... uh, Raj O'Hara. No. Okay. Simone. No. Willow Pell. No. Uh, Diabetti? No, but you are closer on the right track as far as what kind of a queen it was supposed to be. Oh, Evie Oddly? No. Jinx Monsoon? No. Can we get can we get a, a hint that isn't a multiple choice? <sighs> She's truly beautiful. Valentina. No. Truly beautiful. And she is a winner. She's a winner, baby. She's oh. a winner. Jade Essence Hall? No. Fuck. She's not even a lip sync assassin. Mm. You said this beautiful. person has not been a... Kylie. Yes. Oh, Kylie Sonic Love. Yep. Okay. I can't wait for her to come back to the lip sync assassin. She is truly beautiful. Yes. Oh, my God. It's actually funny because if you so were... Good. Um, it's actually funny because if we were, if, if we, it was going to be a multiple choice, one of the multiple choices was going, like the first one that came to my mind was, all right, I have to say Simone because that is the best misdirect that I could give. Fair. Simone and Willow are the only, are two, uh, actual season winners who have not, um, been a lip sync assassin yet. We've yet to, I was, never mind. That's not true. They're the two most recent ones who haven't been lip sync assassins. Oh, recent. So. Evie, after her season, was a lip sync assassin. Yeah. Jada, after her season, was a lip sync assassin. Right. Simone and Willow both have not done. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I do have a feeling we're going to see Sasha Colby lip sync assassin very uh, soon. Oh, okay. absolutely. I mean, uh, fucking yeah. better. Because she will, m- I mean, she'll murder whoever it is. All right. It's the last last question. Last question. Um, With all the bagels. What was Candy Muse's original drag name? And what celebrity gave it to her? Fuck, I don't know Candy that well. I don't know. Um, Disney Princess, given to her by David LaChapelle. Nope. I was like, she said it in the episode, I think. But, um... I give up. Yeah, I don't know. I just do not know this one. Cherry Blossom, given to her by Lana Del Rey. Oh. Did she say it in the episode? I thought she... Or was that... No, that might not have been said in the episode. I think it was in the episode. I thought, for some reason, I thought someone mentioned an old drag name. Yeah, Cherry Blossom. Cherry Blossom. Yep. I don't know. Candy is just such a better name for her than Cherry. Candy Muse is like a is like genuinely Cherry Blossom is a great name for a pretty queen who doesn't do much. Yeah. Plastique Tiara could be called Cherry Blossom. Rose could be called Cherry Blossom. How dare you? I said a pretty queen. Ah! I think that Rose is very pretty. Well, on out of drag. drag. Well, on that note. All right, what's the final score? 
Oh my god, hi. <laughs> uh, I believe you got all three. No, you you only got two because no one got the third one. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't get that. Yep, you only got two. And uh the, the first question was uh was two parts, but it wasn't like two points. Several points. Yeah. yeah. Um all right. The final tally is Joe at thirty nine and Pope at thirty. Okay. Well, Joe, I concede you are officially the more toxic, more knowledgeable fan than I. One time I was on a date with somebody and we were watching Drag Race and he started uh, ex- lecturing me that I didn't understand the show and I didn't know what they were doing with the edit. And I had to turn to him and go, I am literally well known on the internet for knowing too much about this fucking show. Um, and we did not have another date after that. I wouldn't either. Anyway, um... Make sure to follow us on social media. Stephen Pope is at ProHobbitPope. David is at David J. Gorin. I'm at Joe Lee Green Giant. And the show is at This Toxic Fandom. And if you liked us, tell a friend. If you really liked us, tell your friend with benefits. And if you thought we were just okay, tell your one night stand. If you have a question that you'd like to submit for Jeopardy, please DM it directly to at David J. Gorin because I also have access to this toxic fandom. We really love word of mouth, but we also love it if you could give us a five-star rating and a review and a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcast. And until next time. Stay toxic. Okay, but really, are we doing down under next week? Or are we doing I, 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 was I, I, I was thinking down under. I was-